I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top-draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with SwiftCover.com. For car insurance, don't wait in line. Go online. Get a life. Get Swift covered. Absolute Radio. It's the Frank Skinner podcast, uh, Absolute Radio. I don't know whether you say for or on or with Absolute Radio, but I've said Absolute Radio and uh, with Emily and Gareth. Hello. Hello. And we have uh, Omar Jalili on the show this week. And I got my hair cut by a celebrity hair person who actually cut my hair. And apparently you can... There's a video of that on the web. If Who would want, want to watch that? I don't know. But my new haircut, as it as it happens... Ooh. <laughs> so, oh, that fell away a bit at the end. I'll do that again. Ooh. No, no, I think they were both good. Um, here's the podcast. Absolute. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. Good morning. Hello. It's Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Yes. <laughs> Is that on you, Jingle? That's got that out the way. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> if only we'd captured it. Oh, we've got it. It'll be on tape, so we can mm. we can we can just clip that out and then yeah. every Saturday morning. I like it. So, what's new? Pussy Jad. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Oh, I thought you were going to start, Gareth. How was I? Um, oh, yes. Well, what's new for me, Frank, is I've been reading this email that somebody emailed in. That's it. Keep it um, natural. It, it's, yeah. No, very smooth. Um, Frank, on reading your... Um, this is from Johnny Wall. see, this is, can I stop you immediately? Yes. People, <laughs> there's a do. problem I have with emails, is mm. why don't people use dear anymore? Dear. Then I never get emails that begin dear Frank. I still use dear if I send emails. Really? And they never use uppercase either. I know that's a bit pedantic of me, but it does annoy me. They don't use uppercase? No. I don't really know what that is, but you're right. Cap- <laughs> capital letters. No, yeah, but exactly. I tell you what I get. I get a high, high Frank. Who wants that? <laughs> Hi, Who wants Frank. that? Am, am I a footballer's wife? <laughs> Dear Frank. That's just. I say, hey. Look, don't get me wrong, I very much appreciate the read- the not readers, the uh, listeners. What do they do? Do they read it or the listeners? The probably, emailers. It's probably a braille on. version of this show. I think it goes out in Morse code somewhere as Does well. Does it really? Yeah, well, so it it those board. of you who are decoding this as I speak, I appreciate your emails and stuff, but uh, uh, dear Frank or dear Emily or even dear Gareth. <laughs> but Johnny Wall says, Frank, on, your heaven, no. on reading your Heaven and Hell feature on the Telegraph website, I see that the... He's unemployed, is he, Johnny? That? Yes, he... <laughs> well, there's quite a lot of stuff. The Telegraph website was oh, the, okay. your heaven and hell feature. Oh, Telegraph is a newspaper. Yeah, a yeah. website. <laughs> Let's break this down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Heaven and hell. What? Heaven, is heaven and hell is when I think you talk about the, your favourite things and your worst things. I can't remember. It's been long. It's been a while back. He says, "I see the netty pot is an important netty. tool. Netty pot is in, what's that? A netty pot is like a little watering can that you fill with warm water and salt in the mornings." And you pour it up one nostril and the water comes out the other and then you switch around and it cleans it clears your tubes. This is a very new thing. I've never heard about this. Well, yeah, that's what it is. I'm going to have to fit this in. I, di- I didn't do it this morning because I don't know that I've ever told you to this, but I don't actually... Uh, I have my shower and all that on the evening, on the, fri- on the Friday night. I don't have time this morning. What? So I, I'm you don't shower- bath in the morning? I don't, no, not, not if I'm... I don't have time. I get up at 6.15 dirty to come in. Dirty old man. No. <laughs> you dirty... <laughs> don't leave me here. <laughs> no, um... 
so uh, so yeah so I don't I, I don't do it in the morning I don't know I just get up and I, I put um, deodorant over the deodorant that I put on last oh, night oh we should be grateful well yeah I like to, you know I'm working with people in the closed uh, area I like to think I'm making an effort and that's it I'd, so I know anyone listening and they're thinking oh hold on it's a decaying vegetable somewhere in the kitchen it's, it's me hmm. can the smells go over the radio I think they can uh, if you're listening Excellent. on uh, digital, on FM. Digital. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe as well. I, those of you listening at AM, you're not going to get anything. No, no smell. You're going to have to take my word for that. Um, but that, that's, I didn't have a time for a shower this morning. I can, I'm at Oh, well, there you go, you see? Yeah, no, it's I'm, the boys of stuff. It's like the school holidays, isn't it, when you yeah. keep, keep the same socks on for like a month? There used to be a point at the school holidays where it was possible to get your socks on the wrong feet. <laughs> You sort of be uncomfortable. I must have them on the wrong feet. <laughs> I do. I did that with my shoes. I used to get you. Did you yeah, wear shoes? I think your that's shoes more. On the that's more feet? normal. That but, but generally, you phase that out as you get older, don't you? But I, um, I sometimes still do that. Do you really? I turned up at the airport wearing odd shoes recently. <laughs> Odd shoes. Different odd shoes or just a pair of odd shoes? <laughs> yeah, you've seen my normal shoes and you think they're odd. But no, an actual two bits from two different pairs. When you say you turned up the airport, in, I presume just to watch planes. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people who turn up in odd shoes. Making my notes. <laughs> that one's the, coming again. You don't have to change your voice to do that. That's, yeah. what, that's what worries <laughs> me. So what else does Johnny Worrell? He says, he says so. um, that he used to do that, what you do with the netty neti pot yeah um, until he discovered the joyous Sinu Pulse Elite it's an advanced nasal sinus irrigation system hold on hold system. on uh, that, they haven't paid for an advert they can't <laughs> no, I think he says, he says let's lose the brand name he says fill it up place the nasal fe- the fetching nasal tip up your nostril turn it on and moan in delight as your nostrils become free from the hideous grime of modern living hmm. I'm no way associated with the manufacturers I'm just an allergy suffering pheasant who was born on the wrong planet just a minute <laughs> an allergy <laughs> suffering is that his mistake or no, yours no he does say pheasant oh well then he is <laughs> You get all sorts fair, of people listening. I feel bad. Now I know he's actually poultry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, you know, I was condemning him for not using the word deer. The fact that he can actually muster an email. He's, he's online, and that's, that's something. And constantly a, under threat, if you think about it. He was born, and he was born on the wrong planet. He should be from the planet of the pheasant men. And he was born on Earth. No, hold that's on. What? Where does the planet think of? Is that what he, he said? He said he was born on the wrong planet. Right. He's an allergy-suffering pheasant who was born on the wrong planet. OK. <laughs> wow. <laughs> is this a treatment for a sci-fi movie? I think, well, it is now. I'm writing this down. This well, is... there you are. Our first email is actually from a pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> Thank I, I, you, I, John I, I well. bet that I'm guessing, but I'm reckoning that's the first time that's happened on Absolute Radio. Absolute. We were just talking about um, me sticking things up my nose in the morning but I mean things that clean my pipes mm. out because I, I it's like I had guitar until about well still my whole life there was I a guitar, guitar up there oh god you've actually oh, done the guitar done. guitar oh. pon I think we might that's have to low. close down the whole station <laughs> It's that. That's the one. You've broken the cardinal pond rule. You need to guitar, find me again. Guitar. No, I, oh, I don't know if I can get back from this, but let's try. <laughs> I'll tell you what I do have a bath. Um, on the occasions I have a bath, and I'm more of a shower man, I have quite a strict uh, ritual about what I do in the bath. And I'll keep this um, decent, obviously. What I do, I get in the bath, I don't sit straight in, I kneel mm. and wash my face. 
first of all, because I don't want to wash my face in water where where I've been sitting. Oh, I see. So I kneel in the water and wash my face. And then I wash um, my behind, right? Because it's hard to wash something you're sitting on because you can't get at it. So I do that. And then I sit and then I do... um, Face, neck. so face I, then behind. No, no, yeah, that's right. To start with. <laughs> but I'm Clear. still kneeling at this point. I haven't actually sat in the right. bath. That, that, and then I, I, finally I arrive in the bath, and then I start at the top. I start at the neck and go down. Mm. What, scrubbing yourself with a flannel or something? Um, uh, scouring. Scouring? No, no, just, you know, the things, using a combination. Do you have people doing it for you, or are you doing it all yourself? No, I'm doing point? it all, right. I'm all myself. No, I, 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 I'd like a kind of a car wash facility. <laughs> But I'd be frightened. Spinning. Um, so, uh, actually, my, my girlfriend's uh, sister had a haircut this week, and she's had a fringe. I recommended that she had a fringe, mm. and it really suits her, but she keeps saying, I can't stand this. I feel like I'm in a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might lead to some terrible trauma. It so, does sound to me, though, Frank, the way you approach bathing, if you don't mind me saying that, it's a bit, it's a bit of a sort of horrible chore to be dispensed with. Well, I, yeah, I don't enjoy it. I never wallow. The second I finish the, 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 the last foot, the last toe has been done, I'm out of there. Really? You know how people wallow in the bath? Oh. I, I've actually thought, you know, it's about time I tried the wallowing in the bath, and I've lit candles. I've got, like, a whole collection of candles, <laughs> none of which match. I've got a black <laughs> one I got from an, an Elton John do that I went to, and then one that's got a, a picture of Oscar Wilde and says, I... I have nothing to declare but my genius. And then uh, one with um, Our Lady of Lourdes on. And they're all there, in, and I lit them all. And what I do is I light them, get in the bath, and then I kneel, I wash my face, and then my behind, and then I go down and I wash my neck down to my feet and get out. You did exactly the exactly same. Exactly the same. I, get out <laughs> I did the same thing in poor light. <laughs> yeah, and didn't wallow, not for a second. See, I can spend up, up to two hours in the bath. Do you have to keep uh, topping it up? Do you have an immersion eater in there? <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't. St- I have the water running throughout um, for quite yeah for most of that time, and I just love it. I do the candles thing. Are you one of these people who reads in the bath? Oh yeah. How do people do have that? Have the radio on as well. That's always really nice. Yeah, I read in the bath. I could spend forever in the bath just topping it up a little bit. Definitely. Oh I'm god, to me, it's, it's my idea of hell. Just in and out. Absolutely, you get in, you clean. You like, like you're in prison or something. Um, I think it's a it's a whole different ball game in prison. <laughs> from I, I tell you what, I, I'd like I don't understand those walking baths. Have you seen those? How do you do that? Do you get do you walk in and then put the water in? I thought it might be like a lock system, like you get on canals, that half the bath is full, and then you walk into the empty side, close the thing, and then you gradually let it into the levels go out. With shire horses, or worked by shire horses. You know, this is the second time we've talked about bathing with shire horses horses on this show. That's weird. Absolute. Matthew has arrived. Now, if you listen to this show next week, you'll know that Matthew is um, Emily's hairdresser. Do we yeah. say hairdresser or do we say stylist, Matthew? Well, a hairdresser really knows hairdresser, but sort of, you know, stylist is a bit more of a glamorous word. But we don't say barber anymore, no. do we? No, you no, so don't say barber. The producer said that, and I was really concerned about he was going to call Matthew a barber. Do you thought Matthew was going to storm out? Yeah. Be, How dare you? <laughs> so, so you work at a place called Charles Worthington. That's right, yeah. Um, that's a good name for a shop. 
I like. Yeah. I think shops should have human people's names. <laughs> and you, you're a celebrity snipper. Is it fair to say that? Well, that's that's the title. So yeah, so I've done quite a few uh, celebrities. In, you know, we have time. to ask you. You've done Matthew. Well, is know. it like a doctor? You're not allowed to say. <laughs> I can say if he doesn't want to. Know. He's done Jude Law. Let him say, he might oh, okay. want to say himself. Okay. No, it sounds nicer when actually Emma says it, doesn't it? I'll go on. He's done Jude Law. He's done Johnny Lee Miller. Mm. Um, who else? Fern Britton. My fern, yeah. My fern. My fern. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you said he'd done my fern, I'd have thought, oh, he does a bit of gardening as well. A bit of pruning. <laughs> Oh, well, no, that's, that's... Jessica uh, Peterson. Is her name yes. Peterson? Kevin yeah. Peterson's wife. Oh, well, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. Uh, because it's not easy when they're wearing a protective helmet. No. <laughs> Isn't there a Bond girl as well that you do? Tamsin... Oh, it's Tamsin Egerton, but she yes. was in the St Trinians, wasn't she? Yes, that's it, yeah. So not a Bond film, a no. girl at all. Oh, OK, I've got it wrong. <laughs> I should say, by the way, at this point, that we had a vote for everyone's favourite Bond girl last, year, last week, and Honor Blackman won it for Pussy mm. Galore. So, um... We asked her to come in and celebrate, and she said, nah, you're all right. So that didn't happen. But we're, we're very excited, and, and it's, it's interesting because um, she's my, she was my first ever crush. I mean, when I was quite small, she was on The Avengers. And I remember she played a character called Kathy Gale, and I was so in love with her that I had a love heart. Remember those sweets, love hearts? And it said Kathy yeah. on it, and I kept it for ages just Aww. because it had her name on it. Hey, now your girlfriend's called Kathy. Yeah. That's weird, isn't it? <laughs> it is I might phone Arthur C. Clarke if we can get his number. <laughs> so, Matthew, why don't you get your scissors out and have a go? Okay, cool. <gasps> now, can I keep my headphones on? No, I was just thinking exactly that. I was thinking, just cut around them. The headphones <laughs> just cut around them, and I'd have like two bonds on the side. I'll just do that then. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, we'll, we'll work around it. Don't worry about that. We're professional. Who was your first uh, crush, Gareth? Can well, you that remember? Well, funny because I was thinking if you kept your headphones on and he cut around that, you'd look like Princess Leah. Yes. And that was my first crush. Well, perhaps I better not keep them on now. No, I'm, I <laughs> might lose cool. control. That was your first crush? Yeah, no, right? I think so. I think because obviously it's What's he spraying down. on your hair? Oh, is it water? Just a bit of water. Okay. Don't panic, everything's okay. going to be all right. <laughs> Anyone who's listening to this are going to get. It's all right. Oh, mind the wires, mind the wires. Oh, this is Matthew wild. and I were referring to it as the makeover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's hardly that. I mean, it's. I, I haven't washed my hair this morning, it's that bad. That's not bad at all, but you've got nothing. No, there's no product in this. This is you natural, isn't it? This is me natural, yeah. This is good. There's some scurf, <laughs> but I haven't patented that. What do people normally talk about when you cut their hair? Because I have to say, as soon as you touched my hair, I, I started thinking about football. Because all the years of having haircuts, I always talk to the barber, which we don't say anymore, about football. But I'm guessing you don't, you don't talk to... No, I'm glad you didn't say The first thing that came to my head was um, where you're going on holiday, because that's normally what everybody asks. Do people say that? They still ask, and I just find... I sometimes think it's actually taking the mickey when they say that, because I just think it's just such a call. It's not, mm. not, not a question to ask, but people still do. So I kind of avoid that massively. And um, But you find you just generally get people that you know quite a lot, so you sort of build a relationship with them. As this one with Emily, the conversations we have, you'd be quite amazed at, really. I imagine they're mainly yeah. malicious. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good fun. But yeah, you know, as long as you're talking about the person, you know, you're sort of talking to the client and talking about their, them and what they're up to, that's the, that's the main issue, really. Not about yourself. Not about yourself. 
just want to say at this point that this is the point in the haircut where the hairdresser sprayed some water on and brushed Frank's hair into (laughs) a hilarious style when they do like it looked like a choir boy or something ready for church it's it's hilarious has he taken years off me well no I think he's taken you back in time you look like someone from the 40s who um yeah David I always used to say when I spoke about my childhood he used to ask me if I'd grown up in the 1930s and 40s so maybe Maybe I'm a throwback. (laughs) Quite Albert Steptoe. I thought people... Uh, well, I, I really want to know what Matthew's going on holiday now. He's put the idea. In <laughs> See, I miss the days. You know, there's something for the weekend. You know, they they really used to say that when you got your hair cut, you really were offered. Uh, well, the barber would say that. That was barbers, though, wasn't it? Not hairdressers, not stylists. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't think they sell the, the stuff anymore, do they? I'm guessing. I haven't. I've, I haven't asked for no, many, I've many years. I've never been offered, but that doesn't uh, mean well, it's I'm, not available. I mainly go to Catholic hairdressers. <laughs> That's not really <laughs> relevant. Absolute. So I'm having my hair cut live on air. Um, you've actually got. Matthew. You've got a load of hair over your sort of cape, so you look like <laughs> some strange lord of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> It looks like I'm a Jalili with his shirt off. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what I like, I'm liking, Matthew, is that you never said to me um, what, what I wanted. You never asked me. You just started. I told him. I always feel on the spot when, uh, when hairdressers say, so what do you want? Because I think, you know, that's your job, isn't it? That is my job, absolutely. But I should have kind of sort of <laughs> discussed it with you before we oh, started. No, no, no I'm, I'm, I'm OK. If, you know, if it's good enough for Fern Britain, it's good enough for me. <laughs> Uh, but I don't want a fin. Don't give me a fin. So I associate that with a, with a, a certain type of lout. <laughs> uh, I, I think for a man in his 50s. But, uh, no, I like that. See, I think if it was a kind of a science hairdressing, which I think you, you'd, you'd agree with me, it is, Matthew, yeah, yeah. is that I think you should be able to look at the shape of a person's head and face and where everything fits, you know, where their eyes are and all that, and think, oh, what they need is... Yeah. And then you'd just, like, give me a magical formula, which makes me as good-looking as I potentially can be. Well, that's what it's all about, though. That, that's sort of what makes a good stylist, is, is you're looking at the person who's wearing it, and face shape, hair texture, that's all the things you have to take on board. And then you create the shape that's going to sort of maximise your looks, you know, and sort of get you sort of... Like that's the, the word. I've been trying to maximise my looks for many, <laughs> many years. My head shape as well. Uh, that rustling sound, by the way, is we've had to put paper down because there's people in the studio after. They don't want hair everywhere. They don't um, want the Lord of the Forest cloak. No, my, my head is basically shaped like a light bulb. I've got like a big. I imagine I've got an enormous brain. I could be wrong about that. But do you Have remember you got that? a particularly big? What do you think, Matthew? No, it is quite big. It's quite uh, deep. A deep. I okay. d- my that my hat size is is uh, something like eight, and most people is like six and seven eight. So I've got like a sort of. I think I might have a, a little hint of the elephant man about me. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too severe, but you know, just a, 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 just for seasoning. This is taking of... years off you, this hair. Is it? Yeah. Do I look fantastic? I love it so far. Well, careful. I think it'd be inappropriate for you to like it too much. <laughs> OK. Well, I said to you earlier, I work said, colleagues. you've got a lot of hair. You've got really thick hair, lots of wavy hair, which is why your hair, you know, sort of, you've got that sort of fuller hair. 
So what we're doing is reducing that weight, so it's going to sort of reduce the whole size. It's going to be great, a bit more. It's going to just a better shape all, all round. Well, you know, for a man of my age, I mean, you know, I'm not bald. No, it's, I'm, I'm major impressed. That's, that's not fabulous. I mean, you look at that crown. A friend of mine <laughs> said he realised he had no idea he was going bald. And then, you know, when you, you lean back on, on a chair and you lean back on the last two legs, like the back two legs, he leaned back and he felt his head cold against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and he thought, no, how did that happen? And that was when he realised he was bald, which is such such a shocking thing. <laughs> Oh, so um, we had a we had a email, didn't we, about um, about the dog whisper? I don't know if you know. The other week, I talked about programs that I'd seen. You know, when you go onto the listings on on the telly, if you've got um, if you've got digital, and you can see a list of all the programs, but you, you don't know what any of them are. The uh, dog whisperer is always on, but I'd never seen it. And there's also there's a thing called sex cetera. <laughs> Which I can only guess, but I've I've never seen that. I bet Matthew's either. seen that. Oh, it's Sky Plus that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we, I don't think we should have a a, a rundown of uh, sex cetera. But someone did. Uh, they wrote in about the dog whisperer. Mm. Yes, they did. Oh, God, Gareth's on fire this morning. <laughs> He's so fascinated by my wet fringe. Did you hear the shuffling of papers? Can you hear that, listeners? Oh. Um, Yes, um, um, Lisa Tre- Cheeky. <laughs> Lisa Cheeky? She the, she the cheeky girl that never got... She's like Amy Osborne. She never, she's like the fat, cheeky girl. Lisa Treaky says... Um, Treaky? I, tre- I think Surely it's, it's Tracy. Tre- tre- maybe Tracy, but it's spelt tree. No, that's Tracy. Tracy. Like the hat designer, Philip Tracy. Lisa Tracy, um, like the hat designer, Philip Tracy. Um, I forgot to tell you all about the fantastic programme that is The Dog Whisperer. Did you say I forgot to tell you all? Yes. We don't need to know that she forgot, do we? We, we don't know what was going on in our head. Okay. We don't feel Does it begin, uh, dear Frank, this? Um, it says, hi, Frank and the gang. Oh, it's, it's, it's a high one. <laughs> Okay, carry on. It's a fantastic man called Caesar Milan that goes around America and tries to solve dog owners' problems with their dogs. This is the dog whisperer. Yeah, the dog whisperer. But the brilliant aspect of the programme is it's not the dog's problem, it's the owner's 99% of the time. Yeah. Mm, Unless, obviously, it's distemper. (laughs) (laughs) Or hard pad. No, please, it's usually the owner's favourite. It'd be great if you went around curing fleas. (laughs) A rubbish programme. It's to do with pack leadership, though, isn't it? So it's like you have to assert yourself with the dog. You have to establish that you're the leader of the pack. Like you you are with Gareth and I. Yeah. Really. I you know how you dog. lick yeah. us in, and you sniff around us. Yeah, but that's <laughs> all. That's all off air. I'd, I'd rather keep that under wraps. Okay. No, I think there is a similar thing. I, uh, I, I actually, I've got to be honest, I watched the Dog Whisperer last night because uh, I knew this email was in the building about mm. that. And it was brilliant. I'd recommend the dog really? whisperer. Oh, God. This bloke turns up, and these dogs are just... This dog bit him about four times. It, I've never realised how exciting it is to watch a dog biting somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it was fantastic. I could have watched an hour of it. It was jumping. It ripped all his shirt. It was going to tear him to pieces. It was fantastic. Brilliant. Well, this you could do that. You could kind of, like, do Frank Skinner with dogs biting people. And you yeah. Know, that could be... I think that title people might get what that was about. Mm. But, yeah, it made me think I'd like to be a, one of those police dog handlers where you can just, you know, not that they would set them on people willy nearly obviously but um, it, well, man, that part of it was exciting absolute 
my haircut is I feel like it's on it's on the verge of completion. Is that would that be fair to say, Matthew? Yeah, we're almost uh we're almost there. You're a quick worker. If I went in <laughs> if I went into the, the salon, wouldn't you take two Emily says it takes two and a half hours to get her cut. Well, Emily, she's always in there forever anyway. It's just hard to get her out of the place. But, um, I, I imagine Emily, the electrolysis yeah, I mean, must be 45 minutes. Oh, <laughs> it's at least an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, it's, I'll tell you what I'm liking having my hair cut without a mirror. It's kind of more exciting. I should get rid of mirrors in there. Uh, hairstylist and you just find it when you get home I think there's much less arguing and violence then after no I think it's it's, you're not even going to be able to hold up the the mirror behind my head and and I have to go yeah yeah great (laughs) I hate the the pressure of that the times I've lied I've thought it's the back of my head what am I supposed to yeah oh yeah that's lovely thanks terrible has there there been communication Gareth I've had the text um, actually from my wife yeah, She's that's how popular this show is. Yeah. Basically, it's families and friends who so, uh, <laughs> text in. <laughs> She's texted an in-joke, and it says, Gareth, how much would that haircut cost? I'd feel cheated paying for something that they take away. And this is because we Laura says that um, she always feels cheated going to the hairdressers because they, they take something off you. So right. they take your hair off you, and then you have to pay for them yeah. to do that. Yes. I think she thinks they should... They should get the hair as payment. <laughs> so oh, they, have, they have to utilise that in some way. Maybe <laughs> make two bays out of it or something. Yeah. I don't know. How, what do you think about that? I've been all happy to put out their own hair away. So <laughs> super it up. Yeah, but, um... no, well, that's what I think. Well, if I'm paying, well, I'm having the hair. But you yeah. I'll take it with me. You know, you could probably eBay some of the hair you cut, though, Matthew. I mean, I'd, yeah. I'd pay, say, Celebrity I'd hair. pay eight quid. For Fern Britain's <laughs> complete yeah. hair. If you'd like Frank's hair, um, text in and we'll bag it up you for you and send you it can, out. You can just turn up with a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. That would be very grateful. <laughs> oh, well, that's a, that's a good idea. That She's right. I mean, they are taking something away and then you're paying them. But I suppose if you say if you're, you know, if, if you're in private medicine, you have your appendix out. It's a similar yeah. argument. I think that I think obviously they leave you with a beautiful haircut. That's the idea. So you gain at the mm. end of the day. Are you going to judge it at the front? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Do you like sort of what, what I'm called like a work. backseat stylist? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you going to judge yeah. it at the front? <laughs> well, judging in the dictionary. I always yes. say judge not for as you judge. <laughs> shall shall you be oh, judged? No. Sounds like Alan Hansen. That's my New Testament oh, haircut. Me. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think about Obama? Uh, Obama's dog. Obama's dog. We're talking it, about. Oh, dog he's got. He must get haircut because he's got the end of his tail has got like a big round ball on it. Yeah. Have you seen it? It's like a clown dog. Yeah, I've seen that. It's a Portuguese water dog, isn't it? And apparently Portuguese they got it because it's the uh, little girl's allergic to has allergies, so. It's not... The, uh, the Portuguese water does, doesn't, doesn't make you sneeze. Yeah. That's right. Shit. I've always thought... When people say I'm allergic to cats and that, couldn't mm. you just scotch-guard them? <laughs> I think so. No. <laughs> Wouldn't that stop, that stop it working? OK. I think it's um, it's the little... It's <laughs> no, This is going to be horrible. It's the stuff that dust mites leave, isn't it? It's, it's the dander, dun- isn't it's, it? It's the skin. It's dog dander and cat mm. dander gets in dun- their, their nose. Yeah, that dog was a present, though, wasn't it, from Teddy Kennedy? See, I think that's 
quite strange giving a dog as a gift. Well, Teddy Kennedy, I'm not surprised he has a water dog. Because uh, didn't he drive his car in, off a bridge once? So those dogs have webbed feet. That is probably, yeah. His life was probably saved by that dog. <laughs> I thought you can have some, go to a dog's home and get a stray and it'd be all a lovely thing and him saying, I'm a man of the people. Instead, he, he buys a really obscure dog or he gets one from a, a Kennedy and uh, it's really expensive and uh, I'm, I'm not voting for him again. <laughs> Absolute. I believe my hair is complete. Is that right, Matthew? It's all done now. Just adding a bit of product. Yeah, a bit of product. Back. Always a bit of product. Just Smells bit of great, that does. Yeah, I always think men, it just annoys me that men just wash their hair and they just go and they I never know. put a bit of product on it. It just looks it. so fluffy and undone. They you know, but product. my dream so is that... I, I love when your hair's so short you don't have to put product in. Because you just shower and exactly... Well, you're going to be happy now. But no, now... <laughs> obviously... <laughs> is it really short? <laughs> I, I feel an urge um, to go... Have you seen that from... TV show Prison Break. Um, no, it's I don't not want to see the mirror. <laughs> I like the idea that the people watching, absolute listeners, watching this on the webcam, see my haircut before I do. That's a, it's a fabulous sort of giving to the public. It, what's the vote on it? You can be honest, can't they, Matthew? I love oh, very them. honest, yeah. I think Are it you? takes years off you. Yes. Okay. Well, my, my dad always, when I come back from the haircut, wants to say it looks like something's come off. Yeah. Right. And it definitely looks like... No, it looks really good. It looks like no, something's good, come off. Good. It looks like, yes. OK. Are you happy with it, Matthew? I am, yes. OK, now, if you want to have your hair cut by Matthew... I want to say Frank Worthington, but he was a 1970s footballer who had terrible hair. What's the name of the shop? Charles, Charles Worthington. OK, so you can you can uh, go. Do they have to ask for you by name if they want you? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Just go in and ask for me. OK, there you go. On <laughs> okay, the unlikely event that any of our listeners could afford, Matthew... <laughs> Absolute. I've seen my haircut now. I've looked in the mirror. I went to the toilet during the news, which I think is what DJs generally do. It's packed in there. Everyone's in there during the, during the news. Can't move, for DJs. And uh, so I looked in the mirror, and it's quite short. Mm. It is. And I realised what I've been doing. The way people sweep dust under the carpet, I've been sweeping things under my fringe for some time now. Dry skin and uh, sleep from my eyes and that it's all under there it's like you know when you move the fridge out but, it was um, dragging you down though that fringe Frank. I think you're probably right you know I'm feeling I feel lighter generally speaking now you intimated during the, uh, the break um M, that you'd had a very strange dog incident, the likes of which I ain't never heard of before <laughs> as Pete Waterman would say <laughs> you ain't never going to be a pop idol go on um yeah it was it was a very strange incident. I was about the curious incident of the dog in the playground, this right. was. I must have been about 11. I was at that age when you're on the cusp of, you know, suffering from really crippling social embarrassment or anything. So it was bad timing. And I had my little top on and my brand new skirt, which I was very proud of. There were loads of kids. It was a summer, summer's day, loads of boys and girls. And a dog came over and started... I thought, oh, that's a sweet dog, and started stroking it. And then it grabbed my skirt in its mouth and whipped it off, Bucks Fizz style, and went running off with my skirt. So I was stuck there in my pants. I mean, that is an unbelievable... Wow. I think that was a school my... caretaker in a dog suit. <laughs> <laughs> my sister said, him. she said, it was, it was like a proper you've been framed. It looked like it had been set up for you've oh, been if framed. Dad had, I mean, if that had been um, shot on 
video that would have been fantastic I, I burst into tears I reacted well, in a very well adjusted way and I wept well just the closeness of a dog's snarling mouth is frightening for anyone if it removes an article of clothing I always find that's distressing it was more just the loitering in my pants which wasn't great the, the, dog, dog, the dog loitered in your pants <laughs> no no you were loitering in yeah, your pants exactly. that's right <laughs> the dog littered did you litter <laughs> in your pants <laughs> Oh, I don't, I don't want to talk about Emily's pants. It doesn't no, seem that proper. doesn't seem... Well, we talked about you kneeling in the bath. I think the listeners have texted in and said they're still getting over oh, the I'm, terrible I'm image yeah, of I don't, you I don't kneeling. want the show to get... I like the idea that the show is clean. I like that. early morning. Let's talk about... So, what about the cleanest thing of the week? And that was Susan Boyle on um, Britain's Got Talent. Actually, she didn't look that clean. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'll come to mention it. But, um, but it was a clean, pure sound that came out of her. Mm. <laughs> that was, that's the cleanness in Susan. Dirty. Boyle. Well, I think. Well, okay. well you know, yeah, I, I think, think you can have a successful like music career no, and look, and look dirty. Normal. And I was making. Amy Winehouse looks absolutely filthy. <laughs> she Real. looks like she's fallen asleep on, on a sun lounger, and mischievous boys have come and drawn tattoos and eyeliner on. Her and then run off, and no one's told her. But anyway, I'm just saying, Susan Boyle. Well, okay, she didn't. She didn't look. They call her the hairy angel in the Daily Mail. So, but they're a, making this cruel. huge deal out of the fact that she, she, you know, she looks really unkempt and unmade over. And I think everyone on talent shows in the 70s and 80s looked like that. That's what people look like. There's well, everyone in the 70s looked like that, yeah. generally. I know that from Is my that own experience. Is that why they stopped those talent shows? Yeah. <laughs> That's why they were phased out. I mean, when she first walked on, I thought, I'm sure I had sex with her at a party in 1974. <laughs> oh, my God. And then she said she'd never been kissed, and I thought, well, that, that'd be right. <laughs> Could be her then. Eddie Large, that's who she looks like. Eddie Large, that's, that's, yeah. you know that's what she from the. You don't think it's the hair? I think that's so mean. There was the honestly hair. a moment. So accurate. There was honestly a moment when I thought it was Piers Morgan. <laughs> and I thought this is like, it's the first show and they've done it as a bit of a ruse to fool the audience. And you could see him in there. Yeah, that's makeup. That's not real. Is that yeah. what you thought? I always that's think that. Like I used to think Rick Waller wasn't really fat. Because mm. I thought but, it was just a gimme. But she was an amazing singer. Oh, God. I, I have to, For all, what, whatever you might um, think about it, I cried like a baby when she, when she sang. I cried as well. Did you cry, Gareth? Um, no. Oh. No. I think there's too much pressure now. When I watch stuff, you say, oh, you've got to watch it. I cried, and then you, I cried, and then I'm trying, there trying to squeeze something out, but I'm just dead inside. There's nothing there. <laughs> I, I, I've noticed that. Well, I, I really, I sobbed, and... Um, and also, I, I did what you did, Em. I watched it on YouTube and cried again. I cried <laughs> all over again. I mm. cried when you just told an anecdote about her at lunch the other day, I cried. Yeah, I can't remember what the anecdote was. It, was it me having sex with her at a party? I, I think she cried as well. I remember, I think we both did. <laughs> Once we sobered up, we were absolutely sobbing. Absolute. Guess what? Omid Jalili's in the studio. Hey. Say somebody clap. We, we haven't worked out. Very weak applause. We haven't worked out a great. Sorry, Omid. Yeah, we don't yeah. clap on the whole. Do we? Yeah, we've we've never done that. We think it's slightly patronising. Basically, you can tell by our faces that we're pleased to see you. So why should slightly we? Slightly patronising. Well, the guy asked me, "Can you count to 10? 
and you all took bets if I actually could do that. Well, I, it's just that our producer always gets the guest to count to ten, and he always does it in a way that he thinks they, possibly they can't, <laughs> rather than it's just a sound check. <laughs> and they always look slightly affronted. <laughs> anyway, I, um, I got a sneak preview of your new uh, BBC You watched comedy. it. I did watch You're it. probably the first one. No, I'm sure that's not true. I laughed as thing. I don't, I don't know whether we're supposed to keep things secret or not, but there was some things like... Um, Jihad's Army. Oh, did you like that? It's a dad's army thing, which absolutely cracked me up. That's a, that's a classic clip, but a lot of people said they don't know that clip, that whole... Uh, you know, oh, really? talking about Oh, yeah. God, that's a really... It's, 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 I, well, I don't want to say what it is, but anyway, right. it's very well, funny. I'm glad you enjoyed that. And it starts with a fabulous um, sketch about bottle banks, which, again, I won't go any further with. And... Um, <laughs> Neil Francis is on before us mentioned your gag about the Samaritans which oh god I'm I was still laughing at this morning but it's quite strong but it's 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 good it's risky and it, it, what I like about it is that um because uh you're how would you say middle eastern Iranian uh, background, yeah, British it, Iranian. It means that you can uh, you can talk about subjects. If an English comic said it, it might sound like it was a bit dodgy, and you can really get in there. So yeah. I, I I really liked it. So well done. Thank and, you. And, and we should say exactly it's on Monday night. Monday night's ten thirty-five. I was a bit disturbed. What, what channel? Ch- BBC One. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think I'm. It's very weird that I'm on BBC One. I'm I'm fit for kind of public consumption for uh, Middle England and jokes like that Samaritan thing. They they thought we were fine. Which is yeah, well, there's, there's no. I think there was only sw- one swear word in the whole show, so I think as long as you're not swearing, you can. Uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's and that's, that swear word was in character as as yeah. Henry VIII. So exactly, that, that was, who, who swore it. a lot, Henry yes. VIII. <laughs> I should warn you. I know we mention this every week, but Emily has got a weird thing about Henry VIII in that she's got a sort of fancies Henry VIII. Yeah. Wow. So are, are, are you really into all that? Yeah, into all what? Being beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you like. Because yeah, my wife is beheaded. really into Henry VIII. And, really? Yeah, yeah. How dare she? I was there first. <laughs> well, I actually asked her once, what's your biggest sexual fantasy? And she has to provide a male heir for Henry VIII. <laughs> Completely relate to that. <laughs> she sounds like a fascinating woman. People, <laughs> people use it whenever I've asked a woman that they can't think of anything. They say, oh, do, I, "Do I have anything really?" That's what they always say to me. Can't remember what um, Susan Boyle. Can I make it clear? Yes. Nothing happened between me and Susan Boyle. I thought I said, you said you'd slept with her. No, I said a woman who looked like Susan Boyle. I slept with in the in the seventies. <laughs> Um, and it, I, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't her, um, but it just reminded me of her. That's well, she all. said you'd never been kissed. Well, Did no, you kiss this woman? No, I, I never. No, you never. I, kissed, I didn't. Right, so I, it kissing, been. I've never been that keen on anyway. <laughs> oh, it could still have been. It could have been. It, it never seems holy or not. It's not, not really hygienic. the front page. A guy said she has been kissed. I've given her many a peck on the cheek. Yeah, but he said, I didn't he said I've often kissed her and said, don't worry, everything will be all right. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's not a romantic kiss, is it? That's pity. Mm. Poor Susan. But uh, did you watch that moment? I did, yes. I was. I heard you all talking about how you were moved. I was more moved um, by the fat Greek guys dancing the Michael Flatley thing, because they've obviously... The baton has been passed on from the fat, hairy men dancing to other fat, hairy men. But I was very moved by that, because that's the kind of thing, you know, we do in our family. We all do dances, and they've obviously, that's the kind of thing they do in the restaurant and at home, and they've just, they did that, they, was it the Hammers with Apollo they did that? It was incredible. I love, um, I love the idea that your family all dance. My family, they never, <laughs> my, my sister Nori used to do the twist. I remember they used to do that thing of taking up the carpet and putting beer on the floor to make it slippery. 
and I think some vomit, but that was accidental. <laughs> and then they used to, so they could, they used to twist like there was, they were a blur of twisting girls with beehives. It was fantastic. Wow. But I love the idea of coming from a, a kind of family where everyone dances. Yeah, it's just it's something we all, from from very young age, since the kids were very young, they were into Elvis, really advanced things for them. We just play it on and they just used to dance. Now, here was me thinking it was a fabulously ethnic, mysterious thing and it's Elvis Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everything absolute so we're with Omid Jalili this morning who's um, new sketch show and st- sketch and stand up show yes he's on BBC One ten thirty five on Monday night and he's very funny so it yeah. comes with our recommendation I remember with my brothers seeing you um, on telly and we we loved it it was one of those things where you talk about it afterwards you know you did the funny jaw thing when you do the, the funny oh, laugh. Oh, was that like a, a laugh? Like a yes. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, ju- I just... I'm sorry again. to reduce you to that. You're brilliant. But the, the night before, I'd literally seen um, uh, some theatre production. It was, mm. a, it was a one-man show in a fringe thing. And the opening line was just a pin spot on his face. And he, he went, I am the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and I just saw that the night before, so I just did it in the show. And I think everyone talked about I have to that. say, if you're listening on radio, which most of you are, yeah. you're not getting the full... Something very funny happens with Omid's mouth that you can't really see. The mouth see. moves even when I'm sorry. You should watch him on telly, mouth. you'll see all this then, and it's full visual <laughs> glory. So you, went, you, you go and watch comedy, don't you? You're not one of these comics who don't. No, I think it's important to. And I, I went to Russell Brand at the O2 last night, and it was, uh, it was a, a one... It was a 90-minute treaties on what actually happened with the whole Saxgate thing and he answers everything really well he's extremely ironic but what was amazing there was almost 95% of the audience were women dressed to the nines Mm. who felt they had a hope of sleeping with him and they did because he walked into the audience two or three times and snogged a few of them Elvis is still yeah well there was a bit he did at the end where he's filming for his uh, uh, the sequel to Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So he plays Alder Snow and he comes out, does a couple of songs, and the audience are briefed and they all. O2 becomes 16,000 extras. And uh, they said, go into the crowd and snog the, the, the girls. And he did that. It was am- absolutely amazing. The girls were literally throwing uh, knickers at him and bras. There was, some, there was a bra on stage. And he had a lovely hat stand. He put the bra. There. It was a very clever show. I'm glad he had something to hang the yeah, underwear. He hanged the underwear. <laughs> was, that, that, I, mean, I think health and safety. It's not like when they used to throw at Tom Jones. People, you know, now you can't have underwear just lying about. Someone could fall. <laughs> it was well, an extraordinary he, show. Now he's very upfront about that. When I saw him, he said, uh, "I saw the beginning of this tour at Reading, and, he, and as you say, it's very funny." And he said, "You know, I, basically my catchment area, as far as women is concerned, is anyone from eighteen to dead to death." And he said, "And I noticed on the ticket it said um, must, you must be eighteen and over to come in." And I thought he's just making sure there's no one in who is not legitimately. <laughs> so you must be eighteen and alive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I think that's true. He should have said that. Because there could have been dead people there that he fancied, and that would have just been frustrating for him. No, but I think it's good to go. It's good to go and see what people are doing um, and see. What, I love it. I love yeah. watching stand up. It's great. Um, but you're not. You are a stand up, obviously. But you're also a, a proper actor. Yes. It's been in big films That's and stuff right. like like The Mummy and Gladiator and proper big mm. massive films. Um, and you're doing a film now. You've sunk doing a film with David Baddiel. It's got, it's got What's that happened? <laughs> so David Baddiel has written it. Is that right? He, he came to see me at the Palladium, and um, then at the Hammersmith Apollo. And uh, so I really love to. I've got an idea, and he pitched it to me. 
which is basically a second generation Pakistani Muslim, a kind of Homer Simpson of Muslims, who's always, you know, just lying around. Sort of Omar Simpson. Omar Simpson, <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, but his family are all quite um, devout Muslims. And when, when his mother dies, he finds out he's been adopted and that his real parents are Hasidic Jews. So he deals with this hereditary Judaism in a very Muslim way by going out and, you know, finding out about his Judaism and declaring himself a Muslim Jew. And that's, that's all I'm allowed to say. Mm. And that's the first 20 minutes of the film, and then all hell breaks loose. I think it's a fabulous script. I said, well, well we, we talked about it. I said, David, go away and write it. And, and, and the first draft was so fabulous that um, he's developed it since and we're, we're in production we start shooting May 11th Isn't that guy from the West Wing in it as well? Richard Schiff, yes if you go to my website there's a clip of him talking about the movie actually So uh, That was so neatly done wasn't it? Yes you saw the <laughs> clip yeah. Absolute Oh yeah you're, you're going to play uh, Fagin in the uh, in the West End version of Oliver Which, is, isn't that one of the best parts anyone could that have I swear to God the, the, doing the film with David Baddiel where I play a Muslim Jew and now playing Fagin the Jew if I'm not taken in by the Jewish community now <laughs> into, into their bosom and stroked and loved I don't know what no it's it's, it's, a, it's a bizarre one that I've never done musical theatre and the way the way it actually works is that you don't obviously I never put myself in the running Cameron McIntosh chooses you and then you say oh great thank you and they say well now you have to prove you can do it so then I had to do an audition and and I love I love Lovey is that quite scary though it was a bit scary, but they're, so, but they're also nice. So what was it like when you audition for that? Do you, is it like three people sitting at a table and you stand? Is it like, you know, flash dance? No. <laughs> you turn up in leg <laughs> No, no. I, I would have been more comfortable, comfortable if it was like that. I, it was actually in a theatre, and there were about ten of them sat there. So you're on stage, <gasps> On a stage, and there's a guy on a oh, piano. Wow. And, uh, I bet there was one elderly man with glasses on a chain <laughs> around his neck. Yes, there was, actually. There was. And he's the musical director. Okay. Well, I wouldn't say he's elderly. He'll kill me if I say that. But, but, but I love it because they're all such lovies. And, and because I've been around comics so long, we're just very just straight talking. I, I did it and they said, well, that was wonderful. Really enjoyed that. So do you think Fagan is something you'd like to do? Expecting me to say, darling, it's been a lifelong ambition. I, can't. I, just, I said, oh, I'm here, aren't I? I mean, <laughs> what more do you want? And they were like, I called my agent saying, he's not very enthusiastic. <laughs> they were a bit confused what by me. What part of me turning up to audition for Fagin did you interpret that I might not be into this? Exactly. Is this? I'll tell you something. I was at the Chelsea-Liverpool game and uh, they were very kind to give us a box. I had one Liverpool fan there who just eked his pleasure when Liverpool scored. And then all the Chelsea fans were screaming at us. They said, you, you get, get them out. And just the, the most appalling volley of abuse. And every time Liverpool scored, we got all this abuse. But the, the most hurtful thing amongst all the din, the, they were looking at me and, they, and I just heard this. People say, get lost, you know, this, that swear words. And they just heard this. I never thought he was funny. Oh, that was the oh, most hurtful That's thing. the worst thing of all. the worst thing. <laughs> to hear that, it was that's, appalling. That's just unacceptable. Well, look, anyway, so when do you start in, Oliver? Uh, July 20th. Fabulous. And your show is on 10.35 on Monday BBC, night, BBC One, One on Monday night. And um, good luck with all of it. And thanks very much for coming on, thanks ladies and gentlemen. Ahmed Jalili is, so is about to leave. Absolute. Gareth, you're looking at me as if you've got something to say. I have. This week, I am. Uh, if the listeners don't know, my wife and I are having a baby. Right. Which is good news. 
before you pull that face at me, Frank. Oh, well, I'm not pulling your <laughs> face. It's just the idea that... I, is that what people say? My wife and I are having one. Well, Like, your son, you're going to share says. her pain. I am having an heir. <laughs> How uh, am I supposed to say it? OK, well, that's, oh, that's yeah. great. Obviously, no, that's, that's lovely. We're, we're all pleased about that. Yeah, no, but people do look at me as if, oh, dear... Who is going to well, you look, I think chance. that's because you look boyish. You look like look you're young. still at school. I look younger than and I, you. I, I know. It's now not... you've had your hair cut, you, I think you look We all look. This me, looks right? like Graham Jill, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is. Obviously, oh, Emily is Bridget the Midget. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, you, do, you look young to be fathering a, a child. Well, I but obviously, it's a brilliant thing. I mean, I'm saying that. There's, there's kids in the paper. You know, I mean, I am terrified. I mean, I think everyone. Are you supposed to be terrified? I think everyone's supposed to be terrified. I'm terrified. Of children. I am nowadays. I'm phobic of children. Yeah, that's going to be a problem. I don't want it near me. Could you sculpture? Do they make you sneeze and make your eyes rot? (laughs) They've all got. I mean, I was talking to your wife the other week, who's a school teacher. You may know that, you may not. Uh, you must wonder where she goes every day. She does something. I don't keep but up with I, um I was a bit... I always... When I look at a, a group of children, I always think knits. That's the mm. first thing I think. And I she, think you'd be right. Yeah. I always imagine if you're a school teacher with small kids, you're catching stuff all the time because they're a reservoir of disease and infection, small children. And she said she'd had knits. Yes, I've had to do... I've had to do the lotion... Mm. on her hair I've had to do that mm. my my godchildren got nits and I had to go into the chemist how humiliating is this woman in her 30s going and asking for knit shampoo it was awful were you scared she was going to go ah she's got nits ah she's got my, nits my goddaughter was born under a lucky star Piers Morgan had the flat upstairs oh. ok so carry on <laughs> and so this week we've had there's some parenting courses that everyone goes on you do you do three and I went to I couldn't go to the first two um, so I went to the third one and it was about breastfeeding okay so I felt a bit seedy like I was just turning yeah, up you to just the turn up for the breastfeeding one, but I wasn't they just, it just yeah. happened to be how it turned okay. out um, and but there's w- men and women. The, the, yeah, the, everyone the, went yeah. with their partners. Right. It was it was only the men. <laughs> <laughs> Desperately trying to take. <laughs> <lactate. laughs> oh god, that would be terrible. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, you uh, can do it, but it hurts. Mm. <laughs> and they said it was quite fun. I mean, it was it was good. They were very professional. The ladies who did it, they were very good. But they had um, they had woollen breasts. The women did. <laughs> no, like, did they, I they brought them don't along. Don't mention it. No, I should, yeah, it's awkward. Awkward! Yeah. I think that the early Sorry, implants clearly, were, were yeah, knitted. Very bad fake ones. <laughs> <laughs> they were crocheted. No, they had, like, standing by the... Like, freestanding. They knitted, knitted so that you could practice the moves on them. Right. You could practice doing... Were the babies the there practising? No, the babies weren't born yet. That was why we I were I thought there. they'd have had a baby. I don't know what you they, practiced... Well, they, had, they had pretend babies. Oh, it's got so... I feel we've got deep, deeply involved in this, and we're coming to the end of the show now. So oh, what well, happened? Um... <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, the Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily and uh, Gareth, and um, bye-bye.